0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 1002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 1002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 1002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more.
2: Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews.
1: International Franchise Exposition in Manhattan at the legendary Jacob Javits Center. And for those of you who may be unfamiliar with New York, the Jacob Javits Center Convention Center is located on 11th Avenue between 34th and 40th Streets on the west side of Manhattan in New York. first interview you're going to hear today is from Tom Portisay, who is the president of MFV Expositions. And MFV are producers of franchise events worldwide, and they do a spectacular job. And Tom's going to give you um, advice as far as uh, what you can expect from the show and, you know, what to uh, do as far as uh, coming in prepared and things of that nature. So listen to what Tom said. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, ten, And
3: today we have the privilege of speaking with Tom Portis, president of MFV Expeditions, producers of franchise events worldwide, including the upcoming Expo in LA. Hey, Tom, how are you doing this morning?
4: Good morning, Marty. Good morning, Don.
3: Good morning. Good morning, Tom. How are you
1: doing today?
4: Doing great. Doing great. That's fantastic.
1: We're, That's fantastic. Where are you this morning, Tom?
3: Are you on the West Coast already?
1: Or?
4: I am. I am. I'm in LA now.
3: Okay, so it's a little early. I hope you're drinking coffee or something. I was thinking about that this morning. I said, Oh God! I said he's on the West Coast. So
4: well, well, you were up early to anyway, already.
3: Tom. You would have been up early anyway. I mean, this is a big weekend. It's one of several
5: big shows you put on for the year. I've been there the last few years and. Uh, It seems like uh, I know a lot of people in the industry, Tom. It seems like we have more franchisors going to the show, so hopefully that will mean more uh, consumers and people visiting the show. I bet you're all excited.
4: We are. We are very excited right now. All indications say that's the case, that uh, we should have a great show this weekend, but uh, we still always have those butterflies. Right, right.
3: (laughs) Well, you guys do a great job. You know, I I go to the um, the show in Washington. You know, every year, and I just think you guys have are fantastic. You really do a wonderful job. Um, my history with with Mark Franchise Ventures goes back a long way. Um, I worked for a company, Venture Direct, uh, God, was like 10, 11 years ago. Is that
2: right? Here. Some business.
3: Yeah, we did some business with you guys, you know, um, so I've been familiar with you guys a very, very long time, so I, I've always admired your company, I, I think you have a great organization there
4: Well, I appreciate but, that, i got to tell you, though, the support by guys like yourselves, have it goes a long way towards the success we have, so we uh, appreciate yeah, We've we been
5: doing the show a few years, Tom, we're always talking about the upcoming uh, show and trying to plug it for you, so uh, it's been great, and it's always, you know, it's always interesting that the franchisors who go to the show, there's always a good mix of the well-established ones, like your Arby's, uh, you know, and... and and then new franchisors who are trying to get the word out and talk about their uh, their services. And, uh, and you know, just looking over the list of all the franchises, I see a few I've never heard of before. So that's good that, uh, you know, we have some new players. And, uh, you know, talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, maybe as you or your team are, are talking to new franchises, their expectations and what you guys can deliver from, from the
4: show. You know, i got to tell you, we've been doing this, as you guys say, 15, 20 years now. And uh, this show probably is the most diverse I've ever seen. Right. We've wow. got uh, – over 200 exhibitors this year which is up from 150 last year so substantial increase. Right. Um but what what really makes it just an amazing event this year is the the range of of investments you know probably from under $10,000 to you know well over a million dollars. And right. I don't know of an industry that we don't have represented. You wow. know we have True. the food people yeah. like you say. I mean we have the dairy queens, we have the Arby's, Chick-fil-A and mm-hmm. and, and and those guys. But um, you know, we have five or six pizza franchises, like you were saying. Um, you know, the, the yogurt franchises people.
5: are really coming on yogurt. You have uh, cruise franchises. You have automotive. You have car wash. I mean, it's just uh, it's interesting to see how many different industries out of the 200. I mean, there's got to be over 100, I guess.
4: Yeah, it's just – it really is amazing. I mean, I, I was looking at the, the exhibitor list just before this call, and, uh, you know, we have probably 15 companies that are either helping seniors – or children,
3: right? Wow, so <laughs> that's amazing.
4: And business coaching
3: is pretty big.
5: Uh, franchises to even help people to uh, find franchises, like uh, the Entrepreneur Source. But uh, you know, the UPS store is big. Uh, just you know, so much in food, new and and well established. It's really a diverse. Uh, your Valpak, it's just very interesting. And you know, Marty and I have always talked, Tom, on on the show about people who go to the show uh, to you know to be prepared to you know, maybe uh, possibly know even a couple franchises that you're interested in and knowing a little bit about the franchise and going there and be able to talk intelligently about yourself, your background, that you're motivated, that you really care about that franchise. Is that what you su- suggest also? Is there anything else you can add to that?
4: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, most most people don't know when they purchase a franchise, they don't know what industry they're going to wind up going in, and they go through that process. So we, we would encourage them to to go online and to look at the the list of exhibitors, do a little bit of homework, um, look at the investment levels, because obviously that's always a challenge, um, right. a, a big criteria as to what you're picking. Know know what it is you're looking for in in regard to an investment, but then just get over there and talk to them. You know, right. chances are they're going to find something that is just going to it's their sweet spot. You know, it's a, it's a business to business. It's it's one of the concepts you may have mentioned um, where where it fits their skill sets.
5: Mm-hmm. It's a two way street. Franchisors, just right. because you have the money, doesn't mean franchisors can say, okay, you know, welcome to our company. I mean, you get you know, they they have to yes. feel you're going to be a good fit. They to be able to follow a system. And you brought up a good point about financing. You no, know, pretty much how much you could invest, and if you do need to get financing, maybe have spoken to someone beforehand because eventually that's going to come up in the conversation. Well. This is the investment size. This is this something that you can do? And I guess a franchisor might be impressed that yeah, I've already looked into that, and and uh, and you know they know a little bit of history about us, and and maybe even they even search their local market and feel that this type of franchise or service or industry can be a good fit. So uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of that good stuff will be going on at the show the next three days.
4: Yeah, I, th- I, think the, I think the visitors to our shows are way more educated than they've ever been. And, and obviously the Internet has a lot to do with that. Right. And they do a lot of the homework. Uh-huh. So they're not coming there for the first time saying, you know what, I think I want to be in business for myself. And, and franchising seems like a good way to go. They've already yeah. made that decision. They've done a little research. Um, right. you know, they've come here with good questions. Uh, Don, when you're here, you know, you're speaking to people at our shows and, and you're telling them the different options. Most people don't know that. They don't know what right. options are out there in financing. Well, they come
5: to to our booth, and we've been exhibiting for at least five or six years, going to mostly all your shows. Uh, you know, people come over, I, I ask them, uh, you know, have you chosen a franchise? Who are you looking at? And Most of the time they'll say, well, I'm interested in these two or three. And and they'll they they'll be able to talk about those franchises and they know the investment range and now they want to see what we can do for them and what we can offer and with, with financing being so tough these days, people really have to get on that right away and uh, and and know their credit score and know how much they can invest because there's never a hundred percent guarantee you're going to be successful. You got to really whatever franchise you do, you got to really work hard. Marty and I've always stressed that in the last four years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean you're right. But, but most people have sort of a game plan when we speak to them.
4: Well, I think yeah and. But the franchisor is coming, as you say. I mean, they're not just just because you have the money doesn't mean that uh, you're going to be a, a franchisee in that system. So, right. as you say, they're looking to see those people. You know what their thoughts are. Right. You know, are they the kind of people that are willing to work, follow a system? Right. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, you know, uh,
5: you know. So, what have you? Has anything been done? Uh, I know. And. You know, I I say this because I care. I know Sunday's always been kind of a tough day for the show for for, for whatever reason. You would think, uh, uh, you know, Saturday and Sunday that most people have off those days. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you've had to be creative because of the tough economy to try to get the show more populated. Anything specific that's been done, uh, you know, recently, Tom?
4: Well, as as you know, Don, you know, there's only so many people at any given time looking to uh, acquire a franchise. Mm -hmm. And they're going to spread it out during the weekend uh, as best it, it suits them. Anything we do that kind of creates some kind of excitement that has nothing to do with that never works in our favor. Right. You know, it's it's always, um, I mean, there are a number of people in the on, on the West Coast right now that uh, are going to wind up being in business for themselves, not by, by choice in some cases, just by circumstances. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, this is a situation where, um, you know, they've come to the conclusion that, this is the best way for them to go. Um, they're going to get down here. If they can get down here Friday, that's great. A lot of them can't Saturday. And Sunday, you know, what, what we see on Sunday is two things. Number one, we see a, number of group, a group of people who come who couldn't get there, you know, the other two days for whatever reason. Right. But right. we see a lot of people come back on Sunday. You right. know People who have spent either Friday and or Saturday, and they come back because they, 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 they went home, they talked it over, and they've got a list right. of 14 questions that they need answered.
5: Right. That's a good
4: point. And,
3: you know, the
5: show's in a really nice location, downtown L.A. There's a lot to do around there, restaurants. uh, It's really, you know, a good way to, to, you know, to maybe do a couple of things, uh, you know, because people might live uh, half an hour, hour, even a couple hours away. Uh, I know we've always enjoyed, uh, you know, uh, being right down where the show's located. Uh, But, you know, that's something I didn't really think about, Uh, people just going once. uh, And uh, people I speak to during the week, um, they – uh you know they want to definitely Get a franchise because they were laid off and they really don't know what to do and and they realize mm-hmm. with, with franchising it's the fastest way to be profitable and maybe the le- you know less risk of course because they're going to get that ongoing support and uh, you know it's the biggest point the franchising is you have that system and ongoing support and, and it's good to see that people are going into franchising more than ever. I mean that's uh, if, if you're going to take a positive from this this tough economy it's it's definitely helping the franchise industry.
4: And, and further to your point, I think those people are perfect. Candidates for franchises—they're not the the true jump off the bridge entrepreneurs. Right. You know they're 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 the people right. who do want some structure. They have um, some and, experience. And they just really want to make money. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And this is tailor made yeah, for them.
3: There's been some great speakers too at the events too. Tom, I, you know, I've actually gotten to attend some of the presentations. You know, uh, when I was there, and uh I, I thought some of the speakers were uh, phenomenal. Um, did you want to talk a little bit about that? Like kind of speakers or, or Yeah, exactly I, I gotta things. tell you guys
4: we've been we've been very fortunate. I mean we've you know, show yeah. after show we've had we've had, you know, the who's who of franchising, whether it be for financing and, and, and Don in right. and, and explaining some of those or or how to franchise your existing business. You know, that's a right. big market yeah. that's I've out there that right one. now. Yeah. yeah
3: I was at um, that yeah.
4: presentation I remember that was fantastic. So um you know a lot of seminars are free. And uh, the the seminars yes. that take place. So you'll see industry experts. If you come down to the show, one one of the seminars I would really suggest you sit in uh, are the ones that have to do with how to acquire a franchise, because right. they will they will get the benefit of of speaking with industry experts who will be explaining to them the steps you should take. You know yeah, how to systematically go about narrowing it down. What questions should you ask? What should you be looking for?
3: Yeah, no, it's true. I saw I saw John Hayes uh, speak at one of the events and. He was he was incredible. We actually had him on the show, Tom. Um, but I said, "Wow, he knows his stuff." <laughs> well, <laughs> Marty, let that. me
4: tell you, he's he's so good that you know he went. He's now a professor at the U, the American University in Kuwait. Yeah, and he's going to spend the next few years doing that. But we're going to fly him back for the uh, IFE in in Washington to speak.
3: Oh, great! Yeah, he's
1: he's
4: wonderful.
3: I I think he's really the best, you know. And when I saw him speak at the event, I said, "Oh my God!" I said, "This guy is just the way he presents it." You know, he's great. He presents it like a professor and a scholar. um, (laughs) But the information that he gives out is just very valuable, you know, to uh, to the audience. And it was a big crowd too that he was presenting to. It wasn't a small group. So, uh it's great we have
4: to we have to get mark we have to get you and Don to do some kind of you know stand up routine we're event yeah we we're there, the <laughs> yeah. we're,
3: we're absolutely there you know we're we're, exactly. we're definitely
4: eventually going to do a show from there uh It's really yeah. our
5: plans for this year, but that's definitely a goal and for people going to the show too, yeah there's all the franchisors. remember there's a nice vendor supplier section like we mentioned uh uh, people need financing or to roll over their, you know, some of their retirement money with no tax penalty. A lot of people don't know that type of service is out there, but other types of services that they could, uh, you know, help them out in their franchise
4: ownership uh, quest. Great point. A lot yeah, of a lot show. of the people who sell products and services within the franchise industry use this event as well. Yeah, see, yeah, Tom, you expected me to say something
5: funny there, but I got real serious.
3: That's, that's,
4: that's right. Story. I didn't know where you were going with <laughs> that.
3: Tom, what's the best way for our listeners to get more information on the event? Because we do have a lot of listeners. California is actually one of our biggest listening states uh, for our radio show. Is there any websites that yeah, you can go yeah, to? Yeah,
4: I, I would suggest they go on to uh, WCFEXPO.com. WCFEXPO.com
3: xpo.com Excellent That's fantastic and I want to thank you again Tom You've been a fantastic guest And uh Love to have you back On the
4: show Well thanks guys Good luck Have the a great show Tom Hope to see Tom, you to soon Tom I was down in Red Bank The other day I was thinking of you Just a couple <laughs> pounds over Excellent <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Tom <laughs> Have a great show Guys have Thanks again I share. appreciate it Bye bye Tom. Bye bye That was fantastic Tom.
3: Good
4: guests huh Yeah It's good to have
5: them on That's Before the big shows Uh Kind of like what we do with Nancy, Mary Jo at Franchise Times. can tell us what's happening. A nice, diverse list of franchises. So uh, hopefully it will lead to more, more, more business owners out there.
3: Absolutely.
0: Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach.
6: Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal.
0: Now here's the really good part, Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste, and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily, and it is delicious.
6: You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com.
3: be there at the show. Today, you're going to get to hear from the founder of FranchiseWorks.com, Terry Corkery. And Terry gives his advice to aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise, as well as gives some great, fantastic tips on attending the uh, franchise shows. So, hope you enjoy this show and this weekend. Dot com, and Terry's going to give prospective franchisees some advice on what to look for when buying a franchise. Terry, welcome to the show. How are you doing, Marty? Good, Terry. Terry, uh, joining us is my co-host, Don Johnson, who's also the president of Diamond Financial Services of New Jersey. And uh, I know you wanted to say hi to uh, Terry, Don. Yeah, hey Terry, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Now, I wanted to ask you, what, what's the name of that impressive franchise financing company you have on your website? I <laughs> You nice know, company. people ask me all the time, and for some reason, I get stumped on. <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> is it, is it franchise funding? Okay. Diamond okay. Financial.
5: That's okay.
3: That's it. <laughs> They're probably two of the best companies I know. That's okay. Good. Excellent.
5: We'll give you a little extra time today. <laughs>
3: okay. Great. Absolutely. Thanks for having <laughs> me, by the way. Yeah. Like no, i good. I
5: told you, uh, okay. I, my, I, you know, seriously, I've been advertising on Terry's website for a couple of years now, and I've been on. Yeah. You know, I've been on several of the websites, and Terry's site. FranchiseWorks.com. I definitely feel is, is is the best for quality results and service. And yeah, you, absolutely, you have you done a real good job with the website, Terry. And um, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and the next week we'll we'll be seeing you at the franchise show. The i f v and you know later on we'll we'll be giving people again information on the show. And uh, okay. you're you're, you're going to be working hard at the show, uh, right? <laughs> uh, next week.
3: Uh, I always do, Don. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would say, say, Terry, I was joking around with Don. I said, you know, when you go to the shows, go hungry, you know, because there's just so much food there. I, I walked out of there last year with a, a stomach ache, and I think I gained five pounds. So. Well, that's always a good show to go to if, you know, you're looking to grab some pizza or maybe absolutely a as you're walking around. <laughs> they even have yeah. dessert with ice cream. And. Oh, I would agree with that. I know. I know. Everybody's showing off their stuff. Yeah. That's absolutely. right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Terry, again, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. You know, congratulate you on the success of franchiseworks.com. I've been following you guys for a long time. You know, I remember when you guys first came out in 1999, so you know, congratulations on all that success. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, how did you get involved in franchising, Terry? I know it was an interesting story. Well, I guess it goes back to 1987. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to make the story too long, but, uh, <laughs> but really my background was uh, I was an auto mechanic Okay. Uh, by trade, interesting. and uh, the company I was working for at the time was really getting involved in franchising. It was an ancient right. company, and mm-hmm. at that point uh, I thought, gee, you know, I don't know if I want to continue to make money, you know, fixing cars and, and doing those type of things and building right. engines. So I, they got involved in franchising, and I really looked at that as, a, as an opportunity for me to, you know, move ahead. So I got right. involved really in the sales and, the, and and the background of the franchise itself as it was developing, and uh, you know, that that was my head start into the franchising industry. But prior to that, I really didn't know anything about it. Interesting. So that's the, uh, why did you start FranchiseWorks.com, Terry? Well, that was uh, it, again w- working for that company. I went to work in, in sales and development for a couple other different companies, and, uh, and and I'll go back in '95, I think, is even before that. I was getting calls for people to advertise when I was working for these companies in sales, and they said, you know, do you want to advertise on our, on our website for right, right? And I thought to myself, internet. Who the heck has the internet? This is back in this is before AOL. Exactly. Right. Right. AOL really kinda brought the internet I, I think to the masses of people. I would bring everyone at home. Yeah. Look at that. So so at that point, that's really when I saw the change and said, gee, you know, this is interesting. I should I should really start getting involved in the advertising end of the franchise industry because from the print media standpoint, the print media the leads were, were, were kinda going down a little bit as mm-hmm. the internet grew. Right, absolutely. So by the time it was ninety nine, even even though print media was still very good. It was declining as far as people researching on the Internet, people looking at information. I thought, what a great opportunity. Right. That's something. And uh, it's probably the number one source now, Terry, I suspect, right, as far as, like, prospective franchisees looking for a franchise. We'd say most of them go on the Internet. Yes. Yes. There's been a study done, and, and it's actually for the last five or six years has been the number one source for people looking even for orders getting leads right absolutely you know, the internet has been so yeah, yeah so really you really came in at a good time Terry, yeah, really uh, yeah. the numbers just keep
5: going up with the amount of people uh, going online for any type of service especially uh, if you're looking for a franchise
3: business so I think you're positioned uh, real real well right now I, I think the markets continuing to grow I mean obviously people aren't giving up the internet they like the fact that they could do it uh, as far as uh, searching and researching and, and getting information at their leisure exactly uh, so it, it's a great resource I would agree with that absolutely. And uh, you know, Terry, you and I have spoken about this. There's so
5: many new sites that are that have come up, uh, you know, offering the same type of service to you. It must be a pretty good feeling knowing that you were right there in the beginning and right. you're so much more well-known. I mean, there's, there's starting to be so many, and I, and I personally wouldn't consider any of them. You know, I want someone <laughs> that has that track record, uh, you know, a pretty well-known site that has the volume is so important.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you, Don. And again, we spoke about that previously. But uh, you know, uh, sometimes the technology changes so fast, I don't have time to pat myself on the back. And, 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 right. and, and I don't mean that to be sarcastic. I, right. When I started, I guess there was probably about, and uh, I forget at the time, maybe fifteen different companies. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Yeah. Now there's probably about a hundred and twenty-five different companies that are, that are trying finding lead sources. So that's amazing. Uh, but yeah. the key is the key really is in, in my industry is is to generate that targeted traffic. Of people that are actually looking to buy a business, and, and, and that's what I feel is the key. Right, absolutely.
5: It, it, so obviously, Terry, you're you're an entrepreneur. But what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Let's start, like say, at the franchise show coming up next week. Uh, you've done so many of the shows. Uh,
3: yeah. Uh, you know, what advice would you give to someone uh, going to the show? I would say to someone, definitely attend the shows. Okay. It, it really gives you an opportunity to look at the scope firsthand. Of the franchise industry, I mean, you can see everything from a home-based business, whether it's in the handyman service, mm-hmm. all the way up to a, you know, a full-blown, you know, uh, sandwich and sub stop. Right. So, I mean, everything is there at your disposal. There's seminars that you can attend, right? Uh, that, that are free. There's some that you pay for, but I mean, but primarily, it's really there to to get in touch, get information, meet the people that you're going to see. It's nothing like the internet. The internet's great to do your research on, but you still have to get past that. Exactly. You still have to meet the individuals, the companies, and get a good feel. And that's a great opportunity to do it. Absolutely. Would right. you say they should go prepared, too, Terry? You know, a lot of times, like I've noticed at the shows, because I've done um, shows in the past as well, you know, a lot of people will come up to your booth and they'll say, you know, so what do you guys do? You know, should should an aspiring or uh, prospective franchisee go in prepared? Like, you know, I know a lot of times you can actually get a list of who's going to be at the show. Like, say, it's going to be 300 franchises. Do you suggest you kind of do research first before you actually approach the booth? or Because um, I suspect you get that, too. A lot of people come up to your booth and they say, well, what do you guys do? What exactly. Are you guys You know, and you spend your three days answering that question. I know you probably go through that as well, Don. All the time. But, you know, the best thing that you can do for the franchise company, quite frankly, is go in there prepared. And what I mean by that is. Yeah, you know, I'll give my site a plug for a second. Yeah, there's a trade show listing. I mean, you can get a free registration to go to the show on our site and so forth. But more importantly, you can get the listing of the franchise orders that are going to be there. Right. It kind of gives you an idea of what to expect. You're not going in there looking for a company that's not going to be there and have to settle for something else. At least you know ahead of time what's going to be there, who's going to be there, and and kind of you can do research on the internet prior to going. And and you could. Get yourself together uh, a number of questions to say, you know, let me ask this. It's great as a franchise where I'll put on my sales hat when I work for the franchise company to have someone coming up and talking to me and having an intelligent conversation.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's a
3: good point, Terry. Be prepared, have questions. Really know what your investment range is too. I mean, maybe
5: uh, you know, check on your say credit score and um, exactly. uh, And and like in the business, I'm in, you know, kind of have a general idea of, you know, if you have to get a business loan. Uh, about what size you think you can get, but, uh, you know, your your site can be great for uh, a great preparer, I guess, initially. If they yeah, have a certain industry in mind, they can go to a site like yours and exactly look, look at a few franchises and, and then notice, hey, these guys are going to be at the show and kind of have a game plan going to the show. Not that everybody has to do that, but the whole series entrepreneur, I mean, I think it's
3: a, you know, you're offering some real, real nice advice. And, and it's great, Tom, because they can go there and get information on the franchisors and, and see guys like yourself there and, and talk about financing if need be or whatever has to be done. I mean, I know you work with some of the companies that are probably advertising and, and have displays at the show yourself. Right. right. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's a great resource. Right. About, yeah. Everything is there for you to take advantage of. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's a good response. So, Terry, you, you've been in the business a while. What What are some
5: of the biggest changes that you've seen over the last decade in franchising in general? The biggest changes in
3: franchising. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, just not on the internet. I mean, we. Well, that's we that's, that's where I'm a little bit slighted because I'm, I'm jilted now. I'm I'm on the other end of it, being that the the, the proliferation of information. Right. right. It's really yeah. there for anyone to take advantage. In years past, you had to get, prior to that. You really had to go to what the sales pe- salespersons were speaking to you about. Right. Uh, you know, now it's you know you can do a background uh, check. You can get information. You could you could do all the research. That you want to do in looking at the industry, uh, also the growth of franchising. I, I know last year alone there was probably over five hundred. Uh, yeah. yeah, Marty and I have talked about that. You know, a number of times on previous
5: shows, uh, you know, it's been a pretty common theme with us, right, Marty? And oh, absolutely. I mean,
3: the number of systems, Terry. I mean, it's it's, it's been incredible. I think um, it was back in I was, last year. I in, think it was five hundred. I could be. Mistaken. It was okay. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I have probably got my data mixed up, but I the remember- year prior that was very close. I mean, it, so I mean, there's there's several hundred new franchisors coming every year.
4: So it's, and, it's and there's incredible.
6: over 80
3: industries, and, you know, some of those new franchises are
5: existing franchise kind of diversifying, but still, it's right. a new service, it's, uh, you know, it's a new franchise, you have to count it, and it's endless. You know, every week, Harry, you probably come across this too, we've talked, uh, um, I'm always, uh, you know, seeing for the first time the name of a franchise I've never heard before. Yes. And I'm yeah, like, get absolutely. me their information, I've never heard of this. Are, are they new? Uh, I, I, most of the time they are on the newer side, but it's an incredible how
3: um, you know, every industry dead. is almost covered with franchising. Right. So oh, absolutely. If, if you think about it, and, and think of an industry, I would probably tell you 99% of the chances it, there's someone in there that has a business that's franchised in that industry.
4: Right. It's incredible. Yeah.
3: But it is amazing, Don. Again, you you handle it too as well as myself. That uh, we'll get we'll field calls from companies. I think, gee, I never heard of that. And then then they tell you the industry they're in, and you think, wow, well, that's that's really interesting. I mean, uh, and then you see one particular industry that all of a sudden a couple of successful
5: franchises and a niche type service, and all of a sudden there's a explosion right. of a more
3: franchises in that segment. Uh, yep. Well, that that's one of the changes I've seen again over the last decade. I don't even know if I want to go back that far. Is probably the home based industry. Right. I, I, it seems that there's been a lot of home based franchise companies come up in the last few years. Absolutely, which is which, which is, pretty which is good. better for investors because usually those are smaller investment sizes, so people can get into yes. franchising
5: with a successful you know franchise model at a you know lower price, Not exactly. exactly invest in the three to five hundred thousand or more size franchise. So there's opportunities for everybody across the
3: board. It hits the range models. of everybody. So if you have a ten thousand dollar investment, typically there's probably something in that industry that's franchised, as well as you know the two million dollar investment. Absolutely. Okay, why don't you sell your site, Terry, get back into the auto mechanic business? <laughs> well, um, I, I, I had an offer yesterday, so but I didn't want to be the mechanic. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, geez. Terry, what are some of the characteristics um, of successful entrepreneurs? Would you say? Well, obviously, I think drive is is probably one of the key. Key uh, features for someone looking to get in business. Obviously, you have to have that drive. You have to have, if you're married, you have to have the support from your spouse. <laughs> uh, because yeah, we've heard that before too. Yeah, yeah. from guests on the show. Uh, so I mean, it, it, it's really the drive. I mean, you have to, even though franchising, you have to follow direction, uh, which is what makes it makes it successful. But you still have to have that drive. I, I call it like a franchise. You still have right, to be. You have to, you have to be an entrepreneur at heart, but you still have to be able to, to follow that system. Absolutely. Because without got to motivated motivated and just
5: realize that you're not automatically going to make money. You follow the system most likely, but you're going to have to work hard.
3: Exactly. And, and if you're looking for a change in the system, you know, you really have to prove it. Most franchisors are not looking for the franchisee to change, although some of the changes do come from the franchisees that make the business successful. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We were reading a story it was a couple of weeks ago, uh, Terry. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, Don. Uh, we were talking about the uh, filet of fish. Um, the guy that started the filet of fish for yes. McDonald's, you know, it's, uh, he was competing against Ray Kroc, uh, I guess it was with the Hula Burger, which was like okay. a pineapple. And, uh, you know, the filet of fish was attributed to a franchisee, actually. <laughs> a lot of those yeah. things from, from the McDonald's were, were attributed by franchisees. You know, the franchisees. Absolutely, Which, that's something. That was an interesting
5: story because that was, that it happened was a great around story. the time of Lent, and he yep. they wanted to go with a non-meat type of uh, <laughs> food, and uh, and that person happened to put together a real nice fish sandwich that
3: became a staple at um, you know McDonald's. Sure has. Right, absolutely. Terry, what do you like most about franchising? Well, I think it gives everyone a level playing field. And what I mean by that, whether you have a—and this may sound silly—a ninth-grade education, if you if you went been through college or high school, and and, and you, or a doctor, it doesn't make a difference. Everyone has that same opportunity to be successful. Uh, because to me, the, the key features in the franchise in purchasing a franchise would be, you know, number one, the system. Obviously, there has to be a system in place. Number two, the support. That's in place for you to be successful, and, and obviously, as the franchise grows, the name recognition. I mean, they're probably the three key features you're buying a franchise for, and I right. think it gives everyone that opportunity to utilize those, to find that structure and successful business model. And yep, uh, Let mean, so, again, I mean, so again, I think it, it fits everyone it, it, without it doesn't discriminate uh, anyone Absolutely. who wouldn't be successful in the franchise system. Absolutely.
5: So you're doing the show, uh, Terry, uh, I mean, I'm sure you get all kinds of questions. And people talk to you and, and ask you questions about, you know, what should I, uh, you know, as far as my due diligence and investigation to a franchise, do you, you,
3: you get that sometimes? Yeah, I do. And I try to direct them, you know, if someone is really not... Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. All right. Okay. Open
0: your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors mm-hmm. <laughs> and shades. So, be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them?
6: GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Progressive. Pre-
1: Coming up on Segment 2, you're going to hear what every owner needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast, Right here on Franchise Interviews.
2: The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game changing product in the multi billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat franchise opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com, or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700.
0: Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews.
1: Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, Don and I have been hosting Franchise Interviews now over two years with over 111 shows under our belt, and during that time frame, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today you're going to get to hear from Steve Beagleman, who is a franchise expert and veteran. And Steve answers the question, should I go with a small franchise system or a large franchise system? And I thought Steve's response was quite brilliant. So 1st we you'll hear a quick word from our sponsor, and then Steve Beagleman with, should I go with a small franchise system or a large franchise system? Take care, everyone.
0: Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach.
6: Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal.
0: Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste, and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily, and it is delicious.
6: You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Yeah, very important. So, uh, you know, you've been,
5: you've, you've been with small startup franchise companies. You've been at uh, the larger companies. What are some of the big differences between those two types of scenarios, Steve? Well,
7: on smaller companies obviously give a lot of attention to the franchisee. So, you know, every franchisee, you know that franchisee by name, you can get a hold of, you know, the, the owners of the company or the CEO of the franchise system. Uh, pretty much you build very, very strong relationships when you're joining a smaller system. When you're joining a smaller system you also typically get your choice of, of prime territory, maybe in your backyard where you want to be and open a business. You don't want to have to drive an hour to your, your store every day or your location. So you get you get the prime territory, you get to know the, the, you know, management team, the owners of the company and the concept, and really build that strong relationship. The challenge is the brands aren't as well-known, so it takes time. And, you know, obviously you need to make a decision when you're a franchise candidate or a potential franchisee looking at concepts. Do you want to join a company that's in the infancy and the growth stage, or do you want to join a more established, you know, national brand that has presence but is going to have limited locations available. You might have to go a much farther distance to get that location. And they have, you know, proven systems in place. So you're going to have to follow that system to a T, and you're going to deal typically with a regional operations manager and training managers in that region. You're not going to get to know the top, top level of management in a large company, whether it's, a, you know, Dunkin' Donuts or a Dairy Queen or, or Yum! Brands. Uh, you're just not going to have that kind of interaction with the top management team. They're just too large of an organization. Again, great companies, but it all depends what you're looking for as a franchise you know, candidate or potential
5: franchisee. It's a real interesting question, though. Huh? Like, you know, that, you know, that's where a franchise consultant comes in, speaking to an expert like yourself, to really educate someone for that type of decision.
7: Sure, sure. It, it, is, it is a big decision, and you need to really know yourself to know what you're you're looking for. If you want an absolute 100% proven concept that's been around tried and true, then you're going to want to join one of the big big chains that have been around for 20 plus years that have, right. you know, thousands of units. But if you're more an entrepreneur and you kind of want to feel things out and be a part of the growth strategy of an organization and impact some of the marketing decisions and and, and decisions right. from an operations standpoint for an organization, then you're going to look towards a smaller company, a smaller company that you can have impact, that you could be on the franchise advisory council, right. that you could really be involved with decisions that the company makes for growing the brand
5: forward. If you have more territory, be in on the early part of the curve for that franchise that maybe has had some.